everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez and like I mentioned on my last podcast, this is part two of a series in which I am doing. So over the next month, maybe month, month and a half, I'm going to go over famous psychologists and and we're going to go over and dissect their theories and all that fun stuff. So on the last podcast, we talked about Freud and we talked about Freud's theory of talk therapy, personality, and his theory of the psyche. So just to give a little recap, the psyche involves the id, ego, and superego. And also Freud divided our minds to two categories, the conscious and unconscious mind. And then Freud's other theory, the theory of personality, we have life instincts, we have uh, cafexis and anti-cafexis and death instincts. So these are all four terms that were discussed in the two theories. Um, but now we're going to transition and we're sticking with Freud, with Freud since he has shared so much information. We're going to get into some of the weird theories that Freud decided that he wanted to implement and uh, display to the world. Um, so I know in the first part, we talked about his first couple. His first couple theories were pretty spot on. There wasn't really a lot of like pushback or negativity after. But Freud's next theory, it got there was some public outlash due to Freud's overuse of sexuality. Um, so Freud, this was definitely something that was just as Freud got older and his theories got more advanced it started to get a bit weird and challenging. So we're going to talk about some of those theories today. And then on our next podcast, we're going to switch to another famous psychologist. And to wrap up, we'll do a weekly tarot card reading as well. But before I get started with Freud's next couple of theories, I just want to give you guys, you know, an opportunity to give back to the podcast. So this podcast, we started a Patreon program. I would love for you guys to check that out. If you can just donate a dollar, $2, you know, that'll help pay for a coffee or, you know, it'll help pay for an ad that I need to run or, you know, just little things like that. It would really mean a lot to me. And also, if you're a big fan of the podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. Your subscriptions would really help boost the podcast overall and get those listeners and get those engagements. So, without further ado, let's get started with today's podcast. So, like I mentioned, we taught, we ended our last podcast with talking about Freud's theory of the psyche. Now we're going to get into Freud's next theory. So this is Freud's theory of psychosexual development. So 
A long time ago, Freudian theory suggests that, a, that as, sec, as children develop, they progress through a series of psychosexual stages. At each stage, the libido's pleasure-seeking energy is focused on a different part of the body. So this is when we are really young. So this is our first couple years into our development. So this is just something I wanted to just disclose before we really get into it. So Freud came up with five stages of psychosexual development. The oral stage, this is usually like when we're first coming out into the world. So all of these energies are focused on the mouth. So if you look at little children, right, they're around one years old, right, or two years old, they are constantly, you know, putting everything in their mouth. You know, the second they touch something, they're putting it in their mouth. The second they find something shiny, find something, this, this is why like the terrible twos, you know, are invented. So at this stage, the, our first couple years of life, we are focused on finding the energies in our mouth. What does it taste like? What, what does it feel like? You know, so this is just something to really think about. The next stage, we have the anal stage. So this is where all of the pleasure-seeking energy is focused on the anus or the butt, right? So th during this stage, right, this is where, you know, children, they, they're learning how to potty, right? This is potty training. So this is around ages three, four, maybe two, depending on development. And each of these stages has a significance, which we'll discuss once I'm done describing all five of these. But the anal stage, so this is where, you know, we, we use, we go potty training for the first time. You know, there's a lot of accomplished sense of accomplishment when we do that. And uh, a lot of butt jokes are starting to be made around this age. And then we have the next stage, the phallic stage. So this is where the pleasure-seeking energy is focused on the private parts of a person. So woman, it's the clitoris, vagina. For the male, for the male, it's penis, or you know, all of the genital areas. So this is where again, there's like a fascination towards it. And and again, like some of these stages, they get pretty weird. Um, so that's just something to think about. So you have those first three stages. And again, all of these stages are very sexual. So this is where, again, a lot of people are like, okay, Freud, like you could have, you know, you maybe could have described it in a different way. But now Freud was out here just saying, I'm going to be explicit as possible. And this is what I'm going to do. And then we have the next two stages. We have the latent stage. So this is a period of calmness where there's little pleasure seeking energy. Um, the interest is all in the present moment. So this is as we get older. So the first three stages, you know, they're up until we're about like six, seven, eight, around that around that range. And then as we get to older childhood, 10 to teenage, you know, stage, that is where, you know, we have that calmness, right? The interest is all focused on the present. What are my wants and needs in this present moment? And then the last stage, so this is from adolescent all the way on the genital stage so this is where the pleasure seeking energy is all focused on the genitals so this is where you know people are out here they're having sex they're you know we're getting or engaging in relationships and freud argued that the energies is to have sex 
So that is why people pursue relationships. And this brought some controversy because a lot of people are like, there's more to a relationship than just the physical sexual intimacy. So whatever side of the spectrum you guys are on, this is just something, you know, just to think about. So this was all of Freud's stages of his psychosexual development. Now, like I mentioned before, and while I was in the middle of describing each stage, Freud argued that there has to be a successful completion of each stage, because if we go through all the stages in a healthy, in a healthy manner, a healthy personality will be created when you are an adult. But if there is any conflict that is unresolved in each of these stages, the individual might be fixated or stuck at that point of development. A fixation can involve an overdependence or obsession with something related to that phase of development. For example, a person with an oral fixation is believed to be stuck at the oral stage of development. Signs of an oral of a oral Fixation might include excessive reliance on oral behavior, such as smoking, biting fingernails, or eating. So this is when, you know, children, when they're really young and they're putting things in their mouth, parents are immediately telling them like, oh no, don't do that, or they'll slap their hand if they didn't do it. And if that were to happen continuously, that can develop a fixation. But there's many other factors. I was just using that as an example, just because... Being a psychologist, I've seen a lot of kids that have engaged in smoking have told me that their parents used to do that to them when they were younger, when they were really little. But that is just something to think about. That's just an example. So a fixation, again, key term, over-dependence or obsession. So if someone is overly obsessed with talking about private parts or the bud or you know they're engaging in oral activities think about these those first three stages can really impact a child's development so although freud and his name of these stages have been, has promoted has caused a lot of controversy and a lot of people thought that he was a weirdo which they're not wrong because we'll get into some other of his uh theories here on this podcast but these stages do emphasize an importance of our first couple years in life. When we are young children, we have to, you know, go through these stages of development or fixations occur. But as I was describing this theory, let me know what you guys think. I know for myself, I'd never really engaged in smoking, but I do know I did have a bad habit of biting fingernails and I do have a habit of overeating. I do remember when I was super young, I accidentally swallowed a penny and I did almost like my grandma saved me. But, you know, like that was something too. like when you start to think, oh, wow, that happened during the oral stage when I was little, you know, who knows how that affected me now? Think about ways, you know, how this theory has affected you, you know, so that's just something to think about. Now, the next theory. So Freud's theory, this is dream analysis. So similar to Freud's, if we go back to the last podcast, theory of, you know, psyche, the the conscious and the unconscious mind, Freud also had a theory of dream analysis. So this is where he focused on the unconscious mind 
Because remember, in our last podcast, we talked about the iceberg, right? And our conscious mind is above the surface, what we see. But our unconscious mind, just like an iceberg, we cannot see what's underneath that surface. It could be a big iceberg. It could be a little iceberg. You never know. So Freud was so fixated on the unconscious mind. So he argued that the unconscious mind played a a critical role. Um, He considered dreams to be one of the key ways to take a peek into what lies outside our conscious awareness. He dubbed dreams the royal road to the unconscious and believed that by examining dreams, he could see not only how the unconscious mind works, but also what is trying to hide, what what that part of the mind is trying to hide from a person's conscious awareness. So Freud again the concept of dreams is broken down into two different types. You had the manifest content. This is where this is a dream that included all of the actual content of the dream. So these are the events, images, thoughts contained within the dream. And the manifest content is what the dreamer remembers upon waking up. So we all have, you know, events, images, thoughts that have gone through our mind and the manifest content is what the dreamer is responding and remembering when they are waking up. Then you have the latent content. So this is where, this is all of the hidden or symbolic meanings within the dream. Freud believed that dreams were essentially a form of wish fulfillment by taking unconscious thoughts, feelings, and desires and transforming them into less threatening forms. People are able to reduce the ego's anxiety. So this is where, again, Freud took his previous theory and went deeper into the unconscious mind. So he broke he broke down dreams at, into two categories, the manifest content and the latent content. So, again, this is a very big theory. This was one that, you know, there was not as controversy because it wasn't sexual. So this actually was a pretty good theory. But I want you guys to think about your dreams, you know. What are some things that you remember from the dreams? Those things that you remember, they are the manifest content. The things that you don't, like let's say like, I know for example for myself, I don't really dream that much, but when I did, I remember when I was little, I would have like these dreams where I would, there was like a specific symbol, I believe it was like a snake symbol or something that was present in all of my dreams. I also remember having a same dream numerous times where like I was stuck in this place and it was really, really interesting. And there were snakes there. Uh, So I talked to my psychologist about it and they're like, you know, like that's that could mean something that could be a symbolic meaning. Uh, So you never know. Uh, But that's just something to really think about. So and again, dreams, you know, they can tell us parts of ourselves that we suppress Because, you know, our conscious mind, right, we're aware of so little. So you never know. But that's another theory. And we're going to talk about, let's see here. We'll we'll do one more theory and then we'll talk about a little bit of the, well, not a little bit, of the the controversy. Um, Whether you believe it or not, whatever side you're on, you know, that is up to you. But Freud, this will be the last theory that did not have as many controversies, but this is Freud's theory of defense mechanisms. So 
This was another very big and important theory Freud added into the department of psychotherapy and psychoanalysis. So, when it comes to defense mechanisms, Freud, he discovered denial. So denial was one of the biggest denial and rationalization. My fault. I'm trying to organize all my thoughts together. So Freud's theories of defense mechanism, he he discovered what denial and rationalization was. So Freud described denial as when someone seems unwilling to face a painful truth, you might accuse them of being in denial. And Freud also described and defined rationalization as when people try to look for a logical explanation for unacceptable behavior. So those were the two big defense mechanisms that Freud discovered right away when working with, with clients. So Freud's example, like rationalizations for smoking. So like one cigarette won't hurt me or if I quit, I'll just gain weight. So these are all thoughts, you know, people are saying to rationalize their behavior for smoking. Freud also got into repression and also regression. Um, but we also know that there is many more, but Freud really started and got us thinking of the defense mechanism. So I got to give him a lot of credit for that. This one was not really so much of a theory, but Freud discovered the concept of defense mechanisms where our brain, we are wired, our brains are wired to protect us from certain behaviors or, you know, to justify what we are doing and, you know, and avoid that, that confrontation. So I just want you guys to think about that. I know I did a podcast on defense mechanisms in the past, but it's really powerful stuff. Like this guy, regardless of what we're going to get into the next couple of uh, theories, what he got into, um, he developed a lot and was a very, it was one of the founders of psychotherapy. So here's where Freud starts to get his, his theory start to take a turn. So first Freud's theory of female psychology. So Freud's perspective on women was and continues to be one of his most controversial. One of his theories relating to female psychology. And I can understand why this, why he would be controversial because he is a male trying to form and create opinions on females. It's just like if a female was trying to dictate what a male was, was supposed to do or, you know, how they were wired, people would, you know, stir the pot, right? Because people don't want to be classified or labeled in the certain categories. So Freud, one of his theories relating to female psychology is known as the Electrica pro, uh, complex. And my, and I apologize if I pronounced that wrong. So this is also to this is also referred to as penis envy. According to Freud, females start out close to their mothers, but once they realize they don't have a penis, they start to hate their moms for for mutiling them. Then become close to their dad. At the same time, females start to imitate their mom because they fear the loss of her affection. So the Electrica complex is the opposite of the Oedipus complex. So the Oedipus complex is the other way around where, you know, um, males, they get closer to their mothers uh, than their fathers. 
Um, Oedipus, there was a famous con. The, the reason why they called the Oedipus complex is because Oedipus ended up killing his dad because he loved his mother and he felt that his dad was taking that love away. So this is very controversial, obviously, because why are you going to call this theory penis, <laughs> penis envy? Like, it's just, it's just not good, man. It's, it's not like, <laughs> oh man, that's a, that's, that is a tough way to stir the pot. <laughs> but yeah, so Freud definitely, he's had some really good theories, but this was the way in which, and he started to decline after this. Man, it just was not not one of the best for Freud towards the end. But whatever side you are on, I do want to take away that, you know, there's a lot of terms, you know, of daddy's girl or, you know, um, mom, you're a mama's boy, right? So these are all terms, you know, that have been developed due to Freud's theory. Now, again, right? I think what would have helped Freud during this time period is if he had a team of women and had some women co-workers as well with him, you know, and they are working together to develop this theory. But to blatantly say, like, women do not, <laughs> women do not, they envy their mother because they didn't give them a penis. That's something where, you know, let's, let's be honest, right? We we're taking it a little bit too far, not a little bit, but we're taking it too far. Um, but, you know, that's just something I want you guys to think about. So our theories that we talked about today before we wrap up and we go to our tarot card reading for the week. The theories we talked about today, we talked about Freud's theory of psychosexual development and the importance of going through each stage. We also talked about fixations which are over-dependence or obsessions of something related to the phase of development. We talked about Freud's theory of dream analysis. And I want you guys to really, in our question for the podcast is, what are some dreams that have stood out to you? Is there anything you took away from your own dreams? And then we talked about Freud's theory of defense mechanisms and ended with his controversy, controversial theory of female psychology. But I hope you guys enjoyed this first topic and enjoyed my analysis of Freud. On our next podcast, I'm going to create a poll on what other famous psychologists we should do next. So let me know what you guys feel. I'll post it on Instagram and uh, I will take votes and all of that fun stuff. But if you love the podcast, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and on YouTube. Your subscription would, would really help the podcast overall. But we're going to take a quick break here on Your Spiritual Best Friend with Josh Sanchez. We'll be right Hey, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcast gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcast, it's a great way to get cash, and best of all, it's all free for your podcast. 
So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the second and final topic of today's podcast. So our first part, we talked about Freud. We did a part two from our previous podcast. We talked about Freud's theory of psychosexual development, dream analysis, defense mechanisms, and his controversial theory of female psychology. The fact that he titled it already is a big red flag. So. To wrap up our podcast today, we're going to do our weekly tarot card reading. So I apologize on the last podcast. I meant to post it on Saturday. I got the dates mixed up, but you know, not to worry, guys. Uh, This podcast will also be posted today on Memorial Day. So I hope everyone is having a very good and safe Memorial Day. Um, I'm also going to do a poll after this podcast as well, just to give you guys a heads up. I want to know who's the next famous psychologist you guys want me to do and analyze and go through some of his theories. Let me know, comment and subscribe to uh, answer the poll question. So without further ado, let's get started with our tarot card reading. So our questions again, thank you ancestors for giving me this opportunity to connect with you guys. This question for today, we are going to talk about What energy should me and my podcast listeners expect from the rest of this week? So I know today's Monday. So from Tuesday to Sunday, what energy should me and my podcast listeners anticipate and expect? So if you guys hear card shuffling in the background, I'm just shuffling my cards. All right. Give me one second. We'll pull up three cards. All right. Two and three. All right, guys. So we're going to look at the first card, which is the Page of Cups. So the Page of Cups. Let's see here. Page of Cups. Trying to find it on. Here it is. Page of Cups, idealism, youthfulness, good news. The Page of Cups represents our inner child, a Peter Pan of sorts. Whether whether your age, the page symbolizes a need to play, to dream, to have a little fun. So don't make things or take things too seriously when this card appears. Instead, play around and let your imagination and creativity flow. Be open to new ideas as the Page of Cups. It brings in new projects and opportunities for you guys. So this is so what this first card means is, you know, embrace those opportunities that are coming your way. Next, we have the Ace of Wands. Wow. So we have a lot of wand energy to start this reading. Man. Well, no cups and now wand. what's going on with me today? <laughs> My apologies, guys. Ace of Wands, creativity, brilliant ideas, a birth or fresh start. This is, again, a new beginning, a new start of a journey. This is a journey of a thousand miles, and it begins with one step. 
The Ace of Wands carries a similar message, a bold step forward, a new beginning. So this, again, so what we're having so far is Page of Cups, listening to that inner voice, creating a new opportunity for yourself, and then now the Ace of Wands is just take those first couple steps into your new journey. And wow, this is the first card that we got. This is the first time I've ever gotten this card, so I'm super excited. This is the Moon, Major Arcana. It's one of my favorite cards. I have it when I start doing more video podcasts. I have the Moon Terror card on, hanged on my wall. So, the Moon. Fear, anxiety, confusion, delusion, risk. When the moon turns up in your reading, it can mean confusion, anxiety, and fear. The moon card can symbolize your imagination, is taking the best of you. And the moon's light can bring clarity and understanding. Allow your intuition to guide you through this darkness. Even so, this card does not indicate sinister forces, rather the negative emotions we, uh, we feel which are triggered by our misunderstanding of events in our present or past. The Moon Terror card tells you that you need to face your anxieties and fears head on. Have you been avoiding the negativity in your life rather than dealing with it? Some hidden truth must be discovered, for what you are seeing now may just be a trick of the light. You must search for the hidden forces that must be unraveled. Now is the time to get constructive and banish these emotions once and for all. So when it comes to this reading overall, my interpretation of it is the page of cups, right? There's like a little voice in our head, you know, we're going to try something new. We're going to take, we're going to tap into, you know, our own sense of self and we're going to discover some new things. The ace of wands is encouraging us, you know, to take those first couple steps. And the moon is also encouraging if you guys have anxiety or fears about taking these steps or might have even have false beliefs, you have to face them and confront them head on. And this is a great opportunity to do that. The moon is all about clarity and you'll gain a lot of clarity through facing and acknowledging those fears and anxieties, anxieties you guys have or face. So that is our tarot card reading for this week. Again, Page of Cups, Ace of Wands, and the Moon. Let me know how you guys feel. And also let me know how you feel about the tar the weekly tarot card readings as well. I've gotten some pretty positive feedback so far. But let me know ways in which you know I could expand it. Maybe I could add another card. Who knows? I, I like odd numbers though. I'm a little weird. I, I always go with the odd numbers. But... I just want to say, I hope you guys enjoy this Memorial Day. Hopefully you guys got some rest. I know work has been really crazy. And if you guys feel the same way, I envy your pain. So hopefully this day, you know, having this day off can be a good reset button for you guys. But nonetheless, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Follow the podcast on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Any little bit helps. It would mean a lot to me. But have a great rest of your week. Stay safe. Let me know what psychologist we should do next. And this is Josh officially signing off.